friends, welcome to the Universal Sisterhood Podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their story. Welcome to episode 78. In today's episode, I chat with Jess Bond. She is the founder and creator of salt and gold collection she talks about how um, she found jesus in the middle of an earthquake i can't wait for you to listen have a great week before we dive in i'm going to get you to introduce yourself and tell the listeners something about what your life might look like right now Sure. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm also Jess and um, I am a 29-year-old Kiwi woman who has been living in mostly Australia for the last five odd years. Um, I thought when I originally came here, I'd be here for like, I I was on a mission year. So I was planning on only being in Australia for like 10 months and then heading back home for Christmas. But something about Australia just kind of drew me to stay a bit longer. So after that, I settled in Canberra for a while and then I actually switched over to America and did just about a year of study over there. And then, as we all know, uh, the pandemic happened, which we all experienced. And so that sent me back on a plane back to Australia. And so I now live in Perth. Um, My whole family's here pretty much, which is just such a blessing. It's the first time in honestly um, seven years that we've all been living in the same place. So it's just been probably the most valuable thing for me, I think, is to just have intentional time with my family and not feel like I'm like okay I've got you know 12 days to make the most of this we better sit down and do this and do this and it's just been so nice just to just spend time with them again and almost get to know each other again I think after being away and 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 moving you know my sister got married and I've moved countries a few times and people have changed jobs and yeah it's just been the best getting to know them so Yes, here I am in Perth. I love the beach. I go pretty much every day, have a swim down there, try not to get in my sharks. There was actually a shark got like it it beached itself out of the water down at my local beach just yesterday. And I was like, "Ah!" so I'm really grateful for the invention of shark nets. Um, I definitely stick to swimming where the shark nets are. I'm just not used to it. You know, in New Zealand, we have like sheep and... (laughs) more sheep we just don't we don't have snakes we don't have stingrays we don't have sharks like actually you have a lot of possums okay we do we do but they're not usually um probably (laughs) life-threatening so it's a little different for me uh here but yeah loving in my time in Perth been here um two years roughly and yeah it's a blessing (laughs) fantastic um, you know the shark. The sharks swim over the shark nets, don't you? That's <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to pretend that you're lying to me. So I, can enjoy I hate swims. sharks too, and I oh, swim. Man. And I always say I'm not going to sh- swim past the shark nets. And the, this guy, you know, we were about 300 meters offshore, mm-hmm. and he said to me, "No, but we just swim over the shark nets." And I said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy it cracks me up because I go down there and my sister and I we sit there and we watch people there's literally a shark net with a lifeguard right there in front of you and people will go 10 meters to the left of it and swim outside of the net I'm like you can at least give yourself a better chance like (laughs) (sighs) 
<laughs> yeah, I hate sharks. So mm-hmm. I, I'm with you there. Um, yeah. But I didn't want to primarily talk about sharks with you today. <laughs> <laughs> Although we we'll probably will continue to go back to sharks. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about your story because I did yeah. hear it um I think it was a few years ago. I don't know how I heard it, but I I did come across it and I thought it was really incredible. And I would love for my listeners to hear your story of, um, Mm. you know, what happened when you were 17 years of age? Was it about that? Yeah, it was. How God kind of broke into your life. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the back story would be I wasn't raised actually in a Catholic home or even a Christian home. Um, I came into the world never hearing about God. I didn't realize. I think a lot of us think that everybody has heard of God or heard of Jesus and the people who aren't following him are doing it on purpose. Like they've made their choice. You know, they, I don't believe in God. But for me, like I grew up and I just never even heard of this concept of God. And um yeah, so that was kind of the environment that we were in as a family for the first about 11 years of my life. And then it was, um, yeah, when I was about 11 years old, I actually, my best friend uh, was courageous enough to invite me to go to church with her. And I, I didn't know what church was, you know, like I was like. So had your best friend sure. ever, it was never on your radar ever? No, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Somehow it just never, I guess maybe because my, as a family, we never, talked about it I think I remember once um maybe twice when I was really young mum um, took us to church but I just remember lying it was a kind of a maybe it was like an Anglican church or something and I remember just lying down the back on one of the wooden pews and because I was very small I was like five or something and just sleeping yeah. while mum kind of I don't know listened or worship but but again I didn't know why we were there so yeah my best friend we we <laughs> shout out to Emily um we were actually born on the same day in the same hospital and so for most pretty much our whole lives we've known each other and she had just been her family was very strongly um Christian and um they had walked through with my family and and we were really close and she'd kind of gone on a journey with me where she hadn't pushed God on me or tried to ask why not god or you know she just kind of walked with me and at the right moment had followed i guess the promptings of the holy of the holy spirit even when we were at 11 to say hey do you want to come to my house and stay the night and then the next morning we can go to church and i was like well sure i get to spend more time with you i want to have a sleepover sounds like a good plan so yeah i went to um with her family to church and just had this honestly radical encounter with jesus that i never expected i'd never heard of jesus i I'd literally, like, I think I'd heard the word Jesus, but only as like a cuss word, you know? And and so I went into this church and there was worship music playing and I didn't know anything about God, but I knew music. I'd always grown up playing instruments and I really connected with music. And so I found myself singing with these songs and having an experience that was different to the other experience that I'd had, even in music. Um, and just feeling um, this love and warmth and like I was safe and and like someone saw me and Mm. knew me and wanted to comfort me and heal me and just all this range of emotions um my family at the time were going 
my parents were going through a separation so it was like I was as an 11 year old I was struggling and Mm. yeah just had this encounter with everything that I needed in that moment and then afterwards we went into the Sunday school and um the 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 Sunday school teacher told us about this person Jesus and and how he loved us and um then at the end said does anyone want to give their life to Jesus and I I don't even know what that meant, but I was like, yep, sure, sounds good. So I just stuck my hand up because I'd had this encounter with the Lord. And it, and then they said, oh, and the person who you met was called Jesus. And I was like, ah, makes so much sense. Of course. Yeah, sure. There's God, I believe, you know. So I said the prayer, got the Bible and walked out of, out of that church, a, a newly minted Christian. <laughs> it was wow. just, I didn't even feel like, I didn't even realize what had happened. Like, or I didn't realize that it was a big deal. I really just had this precious moment and it was treasured to me but it was kind of almost the people around me who were going wow now you're a Christian it's amazing like how do you feel I'm like I mean I feel like the same as when I walked into the church you know (laughs) since I had this beautiful encounter I didn't realize the significance of you know becoming Christian and um but yeah from that moment I just I met Jesus I knew Jesus and I loved Jesus and knew that he loved me and that never changed and um Can so I my whole family for one second yeah of course yeah what were the family that took you to church thinking when you <laughs> like when they had to deliver back to your mother <laughs> um by the actually, way I know so actually um my whole family ended up going to that church and so everyone in my family so my mum um my two sisters and myself we all gave our lives to Jesus in this church and um yeah it was just again something that you don't realize at the time is so significant mm. and then now here I am what are we, like 20 odd years later realizing like oh my gosh thank you so much Jesus like I didn't even have to pray for my family to meet you like you just did it before I even knew that we needed it and yeah, yeah he's just so kind like that so yes my whole family ended up giving their life to Jesus too um, my sister and I we were there together so we kind of made that commitment at the same time on the same day I remember sitting in this little um corner with the the Sunday school teacher and we got given a bible and yeah it was it was pretty cool um did you open yeah the bible? it started I did and <laughs> I tried to read it from start to finish <laughs> I didn't again I didn't know what a bible was I didn't know there were different stories in it I started at the beginning it was God making the world I was like seems like a great place to start and then I think I got as far as like Leviticus it was like what is this you know it's just like a Hang bunch on. of like rules and weird stuff and sacrifices and I was like okay I'm lost um so yeah I didn't know how to read a bible or I, I didn't even know that the gospels were in there you know like normally I feel like when someone reads the bible for the first time you direct them to the gospel so they can meet Jesus and understand what all the old testament is about but I didn't I didn't have that I was just figuring it out as I went but um yeah, I remember that Bible clearly. It was uh, multicolored on the front. It was a teenage Bible and it had cute little stories inside. I loved it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So from there, my mum was actually raised in a Catholic household when she was a kid, uh-huh. um, but she had left the faith as a teenager and hadn't really been back. And I think when we, as a family, connected with the Lord, she started to feel this like murmuring in her heart something tugging her um and so the the church that we were going to was quite um it was a a baptist church but quite a like a i don't know the right terminology for this but quite a charismatic church i guess is what you'd say there's a lot of praise and worship and 
um it was quite a can I say extroverted church you know yeah, <laughs> like, evangelical very expressive very... Yeah. yeah and um creative mum yeah and I, and I loved it but I think mum um yeah felt this draw towards something a little more traditional and so we started um for a couple of years we went church shopping so we were Baptist and then we became Anglican we tried we tried everything we went to Presbyterian churches we went to Methodist churches like you name it we tried every single church in our in our town <laughs> until we finally the last one we went to was the Catholic church and um we went in and I was like this is the one you know this is this is home and she was stoked and us girls were like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> you know like hang on again, like where's the music yeah yeah where's the music where's the people my age why is the priest yeah, wearing the a dress group? why are there bells there's like a lot going on why are people kneeling and standing on time like just going into a mass for the first time I was about I was in my early teens I was about 13 14 and I just didn't get it I had no context I'd never heard of the Eucharist I'd I'd you know, even something like making the sign of the cross was foreign. Like I wasn't brought up in that kind of environment. So with no one to explain it to me, it was really just this weird, weird experience. And, um, you know, but we went and, and I guess became Catholic. I was baptized into the Catholic church when I was 14. And, um, you know, I was 14 is like culturally pretty um a, a normal to slash mature age for someone to receive their um, sacrament. So I was baptized, um, had first Holy Communion, and then the priest also wanted me to get confirmed because I was, you know, at that age or past age where kids in mm. Australia, oh, sorry, New Zealand are, are confirmed. And I was like, no way in heck, because I understood that confirmation was a, a commitment to being an adult Catholic and I did not want to be Catholic I knew that I loved the Lord so I wanted to be baptized I wanted Holy Communion but yeah flat out refused to be confirmed mm -hmm. um so got baptized can I Holy just Holy ask Communion. why can I just yeah. ask why was was there a an influence did you hear things when you were in the other churches about Catholics or was it this you just were uncomfortable here that this was too too formulaic too many rules yeah it, it wasn't that I'd heard anything because again I was still really like new to Christianity in, in general and I, I didn't really have any voices telling me what to think because I don't really know any Christians or anything you know like mm. it was all pretty new and so it was more about the fact that I, I'm someone who um maybe I call it loyal or um, committed, but like if I'm going to commit to something, it's because I understand it and I'm going to be fully in it for the rest of my life. And I just knew at that point, I didn't understand Catholicism. There were things that I, I had a lot of questions and doubts. Um, and in some ways I did miss my old church and um, I just felt like I wasn't able to wholeheartedly make that commitment. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> the freedom journey, you know like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so um I basically waited to leave home so that I could go back to um my original church um and got to 18 and well I guess this is kind of where the 17 story comes in so I'm from um, Christchurch in New Zealand and we're probably most well known now uh for having two really massive earthquakes um and 
they, yeah, they were devastating um, in 2010. So September 2010 and then February 2011. Um, I was 17 and it's just, it was just the, like, you don't ever think that you're going to live through a natural disaster, you know? It seems like something that you watch in the movies, not that actually happens in real life, let alone to a 17-year-old girl in little New Zealand of all places. And, um, yeah, God definitely um, saved my life. So I was actually working. I just finished high school and, and was working um, in the central city of Christchurch um, with a lot of high-rise buildings. And... Um, We'd, this, we'd already had the first earthquake. The first one was in the middle of the night. And so there was a lot of damage to the city because there's quite a lot of old buildings in Christchurch. It's quite an old place with a lot of um, old older brick places like built by the pioneers and stuff. And um, so those had all come down, but no lives had been lost because it was at three in the morning and everyone was asleep in bed. Thank the Lord. So that was the first one. Um, but yeah, I'd gone to work in, in February and was working in this building and we still had tremors quite often like there's so much that you just don't know I mean I'm talking about earthquakes but you know a lot of people have experiences different things and you just don't realize different aspects about it like I heard earthquake and thought that you just the ground shook and then life went on but in reality you have an earthquake and then you have aftershocks like thousands and thousands all day every day um, as it gradually subsides um and it's just like honestly it's like reliving your trauma every two minutes because you think you're going to die again but um yeah so we were we'd had aftershocks and you kind of in a weird way you do adjust to it <laughs> you, you get a little less like panicky each time after you've had ten thousand in the last three months and um i was sitting at work and i looked at my watch and um it was like 10 to 1 and I thought oh I'll just wait until one o'clock to go on my lunch break because it's a nice even <laughs> number anyway so I just kept working and then at one minute later we had the most gigantic earthquake and um yeah that one was really serious um a lot of people lost their lives in the in the the city around where I was and um yeah it was just very overwhelming and um yeah coming out of that just 17 year old kid who's still like I knew Jesus but forming a theology I guess is probably where I was at and trying to figure out like Lord how can you be good when I've just seen that when I've experienced that and um yeah it was it was a hard question to wrestle with that I think most people at some point for some reason we wrestle with whether it's we see awful things that happen on the news or we something awful happens to us or, or you know it's just a, a wrestle that all of us have and this happened to be the trigger for my my wrestle with that question but for me it came down to the fact that God couldn't be in the earthquake he couldn't be making that happen as well as being with me as my comforter and my prince of peace and the my protector and my provider because I just after that earthquake saw the craziest things happen that were not natural they were supernatural and um there was no all the phone towers for example had been knocked down 
and so you couldn't use your phone so I'm a 17 year old kid in the middle of a city that's fallen down all I want to do is talk to my mum <laughs> and get some help and um you couldn't I'm okay by the way I'm, I'm like emotional because it's real but I'm okay but you know you couldn't get a, a text message or, or, a, or a phone call to get someone to pick you up not that you could drive anyway because the, the roads were gone but um somehow even though there was no such thing as phone reception anymore I got a phone call from my mom and she arranged to, for me to walk out of town and for a friend to pick me up and um you know we we all made it out alive thankfully our house did not our house literally fell in half um and that was the end of the house and so we stayed with friends for a long time and um yeah we we tried to drive north my mum's family is in the north island so we um got in the car you couldn't get petrol because there's no again there's no like electricity or anything so there's no such thing as f-boss machines anymore so unless you had cash you couldn't even get petrol in your car but the guy at the petrol station for some reason was like you know what just take it for free here take as much as you want because there was a limit because there's a lot of people trying to drive out of the city um so you know we magically got a full tank of petrol enough to get us up to the north island and um but when we were out there we were in the middle of nowhere and um we didn't have enough petrol and we didn't have anywhere to stay and it was night time and um we're literally like I can still remember it we pulled over the car onto the side of the road and um well, yeah <laughs> there's a lot of kind of open fields in New Zealand and we were just surrounded there was just fields all around us and not a house in sight nothing and mum was like what the heck are we going to do like we don't have any food with us we don't we're just wearing the clothes that we've got I can't drive because we've run out of petrol and um yeah she literally I remember her just like asking God like can you please do something like I can't sit in the middle of nowhere with my three kids and yeah you've got to do something and then shortly afterwards this woman just out of nowhere knocked on the window of our van and was like hi um do you need somewhere to stay are you are you trying to escape the earthquakes like I was like okay god you really came through so she took us to her farm and we stayed with them for a couple of days and that was just such a a blessing and you know it, it turns out that 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 family someone in their family had been diagnosed with terminal cancer that day and they still found it in them to in the midst of that grief to reach out to a family on the side of the road and invite them into their home in the middle of that that's just crazy so mm -hmm. I just you know over and over I, I sorry there's just so many things but I feel like it all comes together to help make sense of it but um you know in the in the moment where that earthquake had happened we had to get out of the building and our building had kind of tipped like um on an angle and so all the doors were stuck and um yeah buildings had just fallen to bits and um there was just broken glass everywhere and I didn't have any shoes on and somehow I walked over broken glass and came out with not a scratch on me and um there was just so many moments where I'm like that can only have been Jesus hmm. no one can walk across broken glass and be fine <laughs> you know so I just like reflecting after all of that being like Jesus I've been through this trauma I've seen these awful things people have lost their lives um but did you make that happen or were you with me supernaturally keeping me safe and calm and being a healer and I just realized no he I know that he was with me and so he he is good because he was the good father who was caring for me 
Um, mm. Yeah. And so that, that entire experience, I guess, was really shaped who I thought that God was and, and made him real um, to me, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of where the next kind of change in my faith journey happened um, was um, I, I decided to be Catholic. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I just realized, I mean, it would have been a combination of things, but I just became hungry to understand theology and to not just know Jesus personally on a, in a, like a heart level and to feel him, but really to also intellectually in my mind understand him and know him and I went to a um, summer school in New Zealand where they had amazing lecturers um, and I just started to like eat theology and to understand like what Catholicism was all about and and there was worship music there and I was like oh I'm connecting with that and I didn't realize that Catholics were allowed to sing worship songs you know and and then but at the same time I was also starting to understand the depth of tradition and theology and um how it could really answer all of my questions and it wasn't Catholicism is not afraid of any of my questions and I was always satisfied with the answers that always made sense to me mm. um so yeah I was confirmed a Catholic um and it was a very intentional thing when I was 21 and um yeah I think uh, where I didn't really understand a lot of the previous steps in my faith journey that it almost happened by God's grace less less my own choice you know mm. but it was like being confirmed was very much a, a, an adult choice of like okay Jesus I, I I understand now who you are and I understand what the consequences might be of me choosing to commit my life to you and what that actually means and I I'm choosing to do that because I love you and I want to give my life like that um, and I trust you yeah yeah for sure yeah I love <laughs> so your story was, yeah yeah mm-hmm. because you're coming at it from a very so my faith journey is I had all the intellectual knowledge I knew who God yeah. was in my mind but he hadn't connected to my heart and wow. yours is that heart can but it hadn't connected to your head so mm-hmm. The longest journey we're ever going to make in our spiritual life is connecting our head to our heart or our heart to our head. And mm-hmm. once you make that connection, you, it, it, like it's like looking underwater with goggles, you know, everything, you, you yeah. can't live a technicolored life. It becomes yeah. alive. It's, mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's, it's such a gift. Yeah, it so is. I and I think like, I think as I sort of started to enter into a Christian world, especially in my teenage years, and to, you know, we do have a Christian or Catholic culture. And, and um, as I started to get to know that, I kind of felt like, even from, you know, the secular world's perspective, that a lot of people may have experienced or thought that giving your life to God meant committing to a set of rules but for me um I just had this um different experience where especially from the moment where I I 
was confirmed in the Catholic Church and made that commitment to um, be in relationship with the Holy Spirit and to um, be, I think there's something, you tell me if you know this properly, but there's something about um, the Sacrament of Confirmation where it's something to do with like you become like a soldier for the Lord type thing, you know, mm. you really put on the uh, armor. Graces of courage. Mm. Yeah, and and you're really meant to as an adult to sort of defend the Catholic faith you know and so I took that really seriously and my experience was that my life as you say it kind of came into color when I made that commitment because um you know I think a big part of my journey with the Lord and his calling on my life is 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 a missionary and so from that moment I started taking going on these adventures with the Lord where we would go places and meet people and um, experience different countries and have my eyes open to how other people um, were experiencing life and um, how I just wanted to share the Lord with them and yeah it's just been the just the wildest best adventure committing to the Lord more than just a set of rules that are going to try and kind of you know make my life less colorful (laughs) but actually they've enhanced it and in following the lord has taken me on the craziest journeys that i just am so grateful for and yeah committing to jesus is just so wonderful you know it's such an adventure it's not boring it's an adventure so yeah that's so Mm -hmm. beautiful um so the next part of your adventure so did you join net ministries is that the ministry that you went on I did something similar um Uh not net so um there's in Australia there's youth mission team which is connected um to a community called disciples of Jesus um and then also within that realm there's a religious order called the missionaries of God's love um and so they have sisters brothers and priests um and so I connected with them so we had in 2018 in Australia we had the year of youth and so they created this mission team, which was made up of um, some of their religious sisters, some of their religious brothers. We had their um, religious priests supporting us in different locations. Um, and then they also wanted to take uh, lay men and women youth ministers um, with them as well. So it was a very diverse team vocationally. And um, yeah, we, we got in a van together in Canberra after some training, a bunch of strangers mostly, and um, lived just about a year out of that van together. So we, yeah, start in Canberra and then we drove up to um, Townsville and Queensland. Oh, wow, that's our a big drive. Yeah, that one, that one was hectic. And the first day, I don't think we even made it as far as Sydney. It took us 14 hours to get to Sydney, I'm pretty sure there was a crash like a really major crash on the freeway out there so we ended up like the whole freeway stopped we spent hours just having a picnic on the tarmac <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. and um yeah so um we had our first base was in townsville and then from there we would go out and um do mission work in rural areas that didn't necessarily have a lot of youth ministry support um, um, so did that lead into art? So how, how did you become an artist or have you always been creative? I would say, um, yes, I've been creative, but I wouldn't call myself an artist. Um, I, I guess people might 
disagree or feel uncomfortable with this, but I still don't consider myself an artist. <laughs> I, um, you know, we've been talking about how I feel called to be a missionary and the last couple of years, um, it's been pretty hard to leave Australia. And so I've been here and this is the longest that I've been in one place in like five years. And um, I found that really difficult because all I want to do is yeah. go places and share the gospel and love God's children in different cultures. And I couldn't even like go out of Western Australia. I couldn't even leave the state, let alone the country. And At some points um, you couldn't leave your house either. Or oh I know it's been the craziest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um I think in a way that this art has been my mission field like I I had no idea that um that art would reach so many people in so many different places and cultures and experiences of life and it's just been crazy so I kind of in a way would call myself a creative missionary <laughs> rather than an artist um so Beautiful. a little different perspective there but that, I guess that's kind of what I'm feeling about it <laughs> so what is it that you create what 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 are who are you what's it called and how do you do it sure yeah of course so my um, business is called salt and gold collection and um started up two years ago right at the start of the um all the lockdowns with the pandemic um just as I reached Perth for the first time and um I guess it kind of started out of my own reflections from my time overseas and and you know on adventures with the Lord in different ways and I found um myself just drawing and then thinking oh that's actually quite cute (laughs) or writing and being like actually wow I wonder if you know anyone else would like to read this and um so that's really where it stemmed from was just kind of in a way my own personal processing and and journey with the Lord um and since then it's grown actually more down the art vein I thought it was going to go more down the kind of words and journals vein um but here we are focusing mostly on art at the moment and um, I just love to show Jesus in a really simple way where it's um, a picture that might make you stop and think about who you think Jesus is and or um, maybe just a few words like a less than a sentence that make you really think um, wow what do I think about that theology or have I been believing a lie without even realizing it? Just really, I just want, yeah, people to know the true Jesus. And I'm not saying that I perfectly not because I'm human. I don't. But um, yeah, I just have these moments with the Lord. I'm like, wow, that's who you are. Like I read the Bible. I'm like, man, I never noticed that. That's like profound. <laughs> that's impacting me, you know? Mm. So most of what I'm doing is really stemming from my own journey and revelations and the Lord treating me and um yeah and then you know he's so tender with our hearts to kind of respond to it too mm-hmm. I think he's, he's, such, yeah, he he's so kind he's so kind he's so um thoughtful like I don't know mm-hmm. to to experience him and I know everybody experiences him he talks to everybody differently um, yeah, and that's that's 
another reason I think that you were appealed, you know, the Catholic, once you, once you connect your head and your heart, you see that there are so many different ways to be Catholic and there are so many different, uh, there's something for everyone. It is, mm. it is just, it is, it is a family. You know, you've got your, you've got all types in a family um, and the church is no different. And there is yeah. something there. He is there ultimately. Mm -hmm. And there's something for everybody to appeal for. He draws us in differently, but um, he's very, very kind. <laughs> you know, I used to see him as this he kind is. of taskmaster who was, well, God, who was, you know, waiting to watch me stuff up, basically. Um, can you hear me? Because we're frozen. Oh, we're unfrozen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's he's just tender. He's really, he, there's so much intentionality behind everything that he does and puts in front of us or before us or, you know, um, I don't stop enough to listen to him. <laughs> and that's when I make all my mistakes. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. but I read this quote yeah. by, from um, Pope John Paul, a Saint John Paul II, and he says, society yeah. needs artists. Artists have their unique place, obedient to their inspiration in creating works, both worthwhile and beautiful. They enrich the cultural heritage of each nation and of all humanity. And I love the fact that you are obedient to the inspirations, even if you think you're going to cop a bit of flack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it gets a bit wild out there sometimes for sure. You know, I think um, a lot of what I create um, is not necessarily... Um, PC, shall we say, or, um, you know, there's a lot of people within the, the community who would see my art and who would um, not agree with what I've drawn, maybe, or um, just people with different perspectives or lived experiences who come head to head with people who are, you know, on, in a way, different sides of the story. Um, and yeah, it gets a bit it gets a bit fiery out there sometimes, but I'm really just trying to um, cultivate a community where everybody is welcome. Not necessarily everyone has to agree, and I don't even have to agree with you because sometimes there are people who um, would share experiences or thoughts, and I'm like, you know what, I don't agree with you, but you've shared that in a really um, vulnerable and honest in respectful way so you you got a place here you know <laughs> it's okay we don't have to agree to share a space so hmm. um yeah but yes it definitely uh can get a little heated sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean your original work was very um uh, not neutral but very unoffensive mm. mm -hmm. you know yeah, for sure to, I don't mean to in that a bad way but I'm just, it was yeah, peaceful. No, no. Did you say peaceful? Yeah, maybe, I don't know if kind of classic is a word we classic, could use, but yes. um, it, it was, was very safe. much at the start. Yeah, like um, just illustrations of the Holy Family together, having special moments or um, saints. Um, yeah, very kind of um, classically Catholic artwork in a way. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, I still love to do that. And you do still, like, I still do do that. But also, um, just lately, I'm just trying to be obedient to the Lord. I don't love it when people 
dislike what I'm doing and tell me, you know, like it's painful. It's, it, it hurts sometimes, but I'm just trying to be obedient. If I hear the Lord prompt me like, Hey, should we, how about we show this? You know, like, I guess if I give an example, um, we all have been through this pandemic together and conversations and choices that have happened around um, vaccine mandates, for example. And so I just felt the Lord invite me to draw um, him washing the feet of someone who was anti-mandate or anti-vax, um, someone who was pro-vax and pro-mandate. And then also, you know, I've just been seeing the... Um, really just devastating clashes especially in Canada um, between uh, members of the public and the police force over there um, and so I also drew a, a police officer um, and that comes as to me that set in a way is inseparable because it it's when it's together that you understand the message that um, Jesus loves do you know what I mean like he doesn't Jesus yeah he, he loves he us he loves the person, or, not the sin. Yeah. Yeah. And not even necessarily a sin, but just the things that we make our identity or are so important to us. Like he he loves us and will wash our feet before oh. any of that. Yeah. Mm. So to him, we're all of his children, you know? I guess that's ultimately what I'm trying to show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I can I I can see that in your artwork. I have had people say to me, oh because I promote what you do and I've heard some Thank did you, you see what she put up the other day and I said yes and I see where she's coming from I you know she's I don't she's not trying to make a political statement here it's just yeah. that Jesus loves that person you know mm -hmm. he would die mm -hmm. on the cross all over again just for that person yeah um, 100%. that's what we have to keep going back to yeah um, yeah for sure and thank you for reminding us <laughs> thank you yeah it is I think that's honestly been one of my biggest challenges is being misunderstood and people thinking I am trying to make some kind of political statement in different contexts and that's not what I am doing um yeah and you know there have been people who have thought that I'm maybe promoting one side or the other of a debate and really I'm doing neither like of course I have my own thoughts and beliefs that I'm very firm on but that's not what I'm trying to show through this art this as you say it's that Jesus loves yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the point that's what I hope people see <laughs> yeah well I see it um you just said that you were misunderstood I a few last year I think it was I had a something happened in my life and I was completely yeah. misunderstood by mm. um, some people and I took it to the Lord and I went over there to I've got the key to our church so I let myself all of lockdown yeah. I used to let myself in and I was yeah. nearly there in front of the tabernacle crying you know I cry a lot so you're safe here yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah and um the one thing that I walked out was well I, he really spoke to my heart and said, I know, I was misunderstood too. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, man, you were. You, were the, you are the most misunderstood. So how can I expect not to be misunderstood? 
Mm -hmm. um, and that gave me such consolation. So I hope it gives you some too. <laughs> yeah, I think in those hard moments, it, at first it was definitely a shock, um, especially some of the comments that were coming through. Where, um, yeah, could be really harsh or even just nasty. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I have found if I just say yes to the Lord like if he's like how about we draw this and if I just say yes and put it out there that's all I need to know like I've said yes to the Lord and other people's opinions do not don't matter compare to that as long as I feel like I've given my best to the Lord we can we can handle anything else <laughs> yeah and you do you get the grace to handle it if that's you know if yeah. you've done what he's asked you to do mm -hmm. um well that's beautiful what's next are we what's next yeah, good question. That's, I mean, honestly, that's a question I'm asking the Lord too, because I didn't expect, you know, um, we've been talking about um, a series called the Foot Washing Series, and um, that was not on the cards, and yet it happened. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, like, do you have something else planned that I don't know about just yet? So I've got some Here's that adventure. That I'm praying through. Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, and I'm kind of as well exploring different areas. So at the moment, I'm working on and some apparel some some clothing which is a bit different again to what we've done before because usually I go more down that kind of artwork stationery journals kind of um avenue so this is a a new thing awesome. to explore as well but that I'm really excited about and yeah other than that it's it, as you say it's an adventure with the Lord who knows what's going to come next but yeah well we're, we're going to figure it out together you'll know as soon as I know yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's nothing hidden here. No, yeah. I don't know myself. I've just got yeah, rolled yeah. with it. <laughs> well, mm -hmm, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, Jess, at the end of every podcast, I ask my guests something that brought them joy this week. So I'm going to give mm -hmm. you a few seconds to think about that and you can um, tell us if something brought you joy this week. <laughs> if and yeah, what it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Look, for me, I actually don't need a few seconds to think about it because just right before um, chatting with you, um, I saw that our premier here in WA is lifting nearly all of the mandates. And so I'm going to be able to travel and I'm going to be able to go into cafes and live, you know, we're all going to be able to kind of, in a way, live a bit more of a normal life again. And I just cried from thankfulness because it's been hard for everybody in different ways. And Oh, I'm so excited. Bring on this Friday when I can um, awesome. I'm, tell you what, I'm going to be on a plane as soon as I can. You know, you you watch. I'll be, I reckon I'll be going somewhere this week. I'm so did you still have to go masks? Somewhere. Did you still have to wear masks yes. up until today? Oh, Friday? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. We're um, we're still kind of um, in some ways a little bit um, behind the rest of Australia. I think our state has been pretty strict. Um, and kind but of you didn't cautious. lock down you didn't I remember there was some big party you had and we were all like stuck in home with our masks on you didn't lock down yeah right I think the different states have taken it in turns to have a yeah. bit more freedom and a bit more lockdown I think so it's kind of coming in waves and ebbs I think um, lately kind of east coast has been a bit more um, getting on with life and we're the ones who have been a bit more um, a lot of people in quarantine and <laughs> writing out so yeah oh, I'm just so excited that you know I feel like there's just a bit of 
hope at the end of the tunnel after a really challenging few years that maybe life can kind of go back to normal in some way so oh that made my day that brought me so much joy (laughs) that's awesome that's so good (laughs) well my joy is um a book that I bought um it's it's just over there I've got to get the full title hang on two seconds yes yeah 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 it's Anne Voskamp's new book do you know Anne Voskamp no, you're finding the way to the life you've always dreamed of. Um, she, oh, that sounds incredible. Yes, she's a she's what oh, she's such an she's not Catholic, she's Christian, but she's yeah. very Catholic centric, if that makes any sense. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. she's an all oh, she's a very good writer, so I cannot wait to dive oh, into oh. that. I haven't read it yet, but I really want to read it. So that's oh, what it sounds amazing. Enjoy. And that my kids went back to school today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. In a long holiday. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was so lovely chatting with you. And I I have your artwork all around my house. Well, I've got it. I've got um, Our Lady Undoer of Knots, which I love. Yeah. I think I've bought five of them and give them away. Oh, no way. Yeah, I love it. And even the green one, you have a green version or you had a green version. Um, Yeah, gold one. Mm -hmm. Gold one. I'm sorry. I said it was green. (laughs) It's kind Um, of a greeny old. (laughs) (laughs) And I have the Holy Family, the trilogy, and I have, um, is it John the Baptist? No. Um, St. Max? St. who? Maximilian Colby? No, he's got like a, he's got a lamb across his shoulders. Oh, St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's in the sun's room. Got it. Got it. I love that. That's what, actually one of my favourites. I just think it's so cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's <laughs> I love like drawing that one, yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to give you a shout out because when I received your first time you sent your products to me, Oh, I've also got lots of your journals too uh, with the bullet points. Do you? Yeah. I oh, give them I to my daughters that. for journaling. Oh, trying to encourage them. amazing. Um, you sent it with a beautiful little note and a message and what you were praying for. And I just, but my heart just broke into a million pieces of joy. It was, oh. I love your intentionality. It's really, really beautiful. So congratulations. Thank you so much. That that's very encouraging to hear. Thank you. Hey, there you go. Like you're holding one of those notebooks right now. <laughs> I love I that. Plan this. <laughs> See, so I told you. Look at that. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's always such an honor. Like I just feel like overwhelmed whenever I see someone who has some of my artwork or something from the store. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how did you get that? You know. <laughs> so cool thank you beautiful it is very cool so thank you very much for chatting with us and go go out partying on friday night yeah go crazy (laughs) oh my gosh i'm gonna go and look at some ear fears right now (laughs) (laughs) awesome have a good afternoon thanks so much please you